hello and welcome to week seven of the NFL DFS from Down Under podcast. I'm Josh White, joined by Josh Woot. That's correct. And Daryl Data, D3. How you going, buddy? I'm good. Yeah. D3? Yeah. DFS. We're going D3 now? You came up with it. It was 3D. Oh, 3D. <laughs> D3. D3, 3D, whatever, man. Man, the, the growing uh, array of nicknames for Daryl is sensational. I know. And I love that we've just, you know, if we've you, made it into guys, a thing. tweet us. At Wooten Wire, if you want a nickname for Daryl, um, anything, just send it through and uh, we'll, we'll run him by him every week. Um, it could be, you know, a new segment nickname. It's going to have made Nick- him into shirts and things. Nicknames. <laughs> nicknames of the week. Uh, all right. So, Daryl, big big DFS week. The launch of or the start of the NBA season. We've also got uh, Spring Carnival DFS in racing. Um, big Bash is uh, still a while away. But, yeah, the big one, obviously, is NBA. Yeah, NBA is obviously big tournaments floating around 15K, 20K, 25K, 25K. Um both drafters and money were putting up some decent money early in the year, so hopefully that carries on. Um, mm-hmm. Tournaments have been mostly filling up, so that's been promising. Um, yeah, good start. There's always a lot of value. Like One of the best periods for the country is the first three months or so up until Christmas um, of um, NBA season, just because there's so many new players, there's so many um, playing time changes that yep. come about that you get a lot of value from news. Which goes against every fabric of my being, because I don't normally start watching NBA until after Christmas. Because it's just, like, <laughs> seriously, because the first, the season's too long. Season's too long, but, I mean, it's the same with baseball. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> just, just watch, I just watched the World Series, yeah. so that's it. Although there was an amazing catch today that won the game for Boston, which was a pretty cool sports moment. There you go. There we go. Uh, how did you go in in, in uh, NFL last week, week six? I didn't play a ton, as we kind of mentioned last weekend. Um, we were just getting really ready for NBA and everything. Um, I put a few in, nothing really to write home about. Yeah, I uh, managed to avoid a lot of the big slates. Um, I played uh, the Green Bay-San Fran game on uh, Moneyball um, and managed to finish third in that contest, which was very good. Um, The winner, unfortunately, had uh, Ty Montgomery and I had Aaron Jones. That was the only difference. And Aaron Jones, of course, had that touchdown taken away. So uh, me and... Wrongly, right? Yes, me and two other guys would have won that tournament and and split uh, split the money, which would have been much more profitable... Um, day, but still not a bad day at all. I was happy with uh, how that all panned out. Um, so uh, the one-off slates are always interesting, but I f- find I have much more success in them just because I get an easier read, and you only need sort of one subtle difference. I feel like people try to go way too over the top with those, and um, yeah, they they, just, def- they cost themselves. They definitely do. Um, yeah, the body game slates are interesting. Um, the formats that have been tied by draft stars and draft kings this year, I think, are interesting. There's the ties in the sort of the moneyball style lineups. You just have so many ties for first, for third. Yeah, um, makes it hard. Yeah, I think I tied for third with like yeah three other guys or four, and then there was a massive tie for after us uh, with like twenty blokes, just on the exact same yep. score. So um, anyway, uh, we'll move on. I'm not complaining about winning. So let's. Uh, See our hits. So last week, uh, Daryl uh, Mahomes, Hill, and Hunt triple stack. If you did play on the on the uh, pod, you did mention that um, outstanding uh, value there. Todd Gurley and Robert Woods had great games. Joe Mixon, Emmanuel Sanders, um, David Njoku uh, finding the end zone late was um, was good. And then the yeah. Texans defense. Uh, Woot obviously went on the pod, but you did send through some selections. Matt Ryan. Adam Thielen and Eric Ebron all uh, did very, very well for you. Eric Ebron, now the number one tight end in fantasy this there season. There you go. Um, something to monitor. I was only 
you know, like four seasons too early. <laughs> Unfortunately, last week I <laughs> was spruiking Make America Braid again, um, and unfortunately, that um, is disgusting. And I'm I wish I was here to stop you. Unfortunately, uh, OJ Howard was surprisingly made active and found the end zone. Braid still found the end zone, um, but OJ was doubtful all week. Uh, it's not the first time, and OJ has ruined the party. Um, but uh, I liked Tariq Cohen uh, as well, uh, Robert Woods, uh, Devontae Adams, and the Ravens D. Uh, the Ravens D. I had the Ravens and Texans D, who finished first and second. In. I finally got defense right. Uh, it just took oh, seven. Sorry. It took seven weeks. Uh, Mrs. Albert Wilson, Cole Beasley, Dak Trubisky, Osweiler. <laughs> How did we miss on Osweiler? Sorry, you Darryl? just said Dak Trubisky? Or you... Dak and Dak Trubisky. Tr- yep, yeah. right. And uh, Jermaine Curse had a good game as well. So there were some misses from us last week. How dare we miss Brock Osweiler? But anyway, let's look into week seven. Uh, the highest scoring game uh, is the... No, I jotted that down wrong. I originally had LA and San Fran. That's just wrong. Um, we've got, uh, where are we? 54 in the Giants-Falcons game. Obviously, the potential lock of the week here in the Bengals-Chiefs game. Please check that out. Um, that total's at 57.5. That's a high total. But a lot of kind of low totals around 42 and 41 here with sort of Buffalo Indy, Houston Jags, Dallas-Washington, and then uh, Thursday night, Denver-Arizona. Uh, Daryl, what, uh, what is the cruncher like here at the quarterback position? Um, well, I'll just start with a quick note that draft stars are excluding that early London game okay. um, from their Sunday slate, so I try to avoid that if I can. Yep. Um, so, there's, I mean, Osweiler is your kind of obvious play. He's five grand at draft stars. Um, he's obviously going to be fairly highly owned at that price. Um, beyond that, I mean, so he, yeah, just Osweiler's $355 a point, and your next best quarterback is Blake Bortles at $790 a point, so... It's just um, crazy price there. Yep. Um, but Bortles, um, Bethard, Darnold, and Eli Manning also potentially some decent um, prices at draft stars. Um, on Moneyball, they haven't got the Osweiler misprice, so Blake Bortles is kind of your value selection at 6,600. Um, Eli, um, Bethard, Wentz, Mayfield, and Mahomes, your other top options there. Cool. Uh, Eli being there scares me. On the Falcons, um, the model always hits on those those quarterbacks like that. It scares me. Uh, so Bortles and Bethard mentioned uh, by Daryl in the model. Bit of correlation to you, Josh. Yeah, um, solely because I'm looking at this week's um, prices and thinking that it's possibly the week to load up on superior talent at running back and wide receiver and things like that. So I think that cheapies are the way to go, and I think that Bortles, you know, best games are ahead of him. Yeah, uh, I don't mind Bortles this week. I like Baker, so um, just pick a quarterback with a B surname, it sounds like. Bortles, Baker, or Bethard. Or um, Brock. Or Brock. There we go. I'm going to add that to the list. Brock. That's a great... I'm thinking, gotta, we've got to market that somehow. But yeah, um, I like Baker this week against the Tampa Bay uh, defense. Um, they're, just, they're just horrible. They're just, they've allowed a 300-yard passer in every game this season. They rank last in the league in completion rate, yards per attempt, touchdown rate, passing points per game to opposing passes. Um, so I do like Baker Mayfield. And I like Andy Dalton. I talked about that on the Punt Return podcast. Please check that out. The Red Rifle against Kansas City. Uh, the Chiefs, apart from sort of Case Keenum, who's been terrible this year, um, they've ele- every quarterback's finished kind of uh, 11th or higher in terms of quarterback ranking when they play the Chiefs. And they're fifth in fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks. So I like... Andy Dalton as well. So 
Um, I always kind of lean towards the high-scoring games there as a quarterback um, and then try and find some stacks elsewhere. Uh, looking at the running back position, uh, Daryl, who do you like? Um, so Bob is another kind of 5K play at Draft Stars. That, that um, has to be a wrong price, right? He's played like all season. Like, why is he 5,000? I don't know. Yeah, it seems <laughs> There's crazy. been a couple of those in NBA as well, a couple of random 5K players. I think one of them scored 40 points today, so that was good fun. Oh, great. <laughs> um, but yeah, the other value options to draft stars, um, McCoy, Latavius Murray, um, Drake, Lamar Miller. Um, on the more premium side, um, Shaquan Barfi and Isabel Elliott are dead even on the dollars per point. Um, 24,500 and 20,900 respectively, so they give you some sort of premium options. And those two names, again, at Moneyball. Um, Shaquan and Ezekiel, 8,300, 8,500. Um, Barkley is slight leader there, but those two quite a way ahead of the pack. And then Gurley, Hunt, Mixon, Gordon, next in line. Yeah, I like Barkley and Elliott. Um, the more I looked at sort of betting this weekend, the more Ezekiel Elliott popped out at me. And then I came into the dock and saw you'd jotted him down and the same goes for Saquon Barkley. And Josh, you, you like Elliott as well. Yeah, I think it's just... He's just super consistent, and yep. I think it's that's what you, we really need to look for in in daily fantasy. Like you always need to have kind of your staples of you've got to have your high upside stacks, and then the guys that you just know you can rely on. Yep. Washington are decent against the run, but I still think well, they're, they're actually. Gonna... I think they're, they're actually not though. Like I looked at it, they're thirtieth against running backs in in DVOA. So interesting. It, yeah. So. Um, yeah, I found that pretty interesting. In I'm just checking that now. Yeah, they're 30th in rush rank de- defense. In, that's just DVOA, though. Then load up. Yeah, so it is... Yeah, I, I thought, given their Alabama presence up the front, that they would be better against the run, and that's what I said. Like, I looked in on 30th. It's definitely interesting. So, uh, yeah, I like Elliot as well. Who else do you like? Um, no one. No, just Elliot. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> just play one running back. Just play, Full yeah. strategy, but... Um, no, I, I'm definitely looking up looking to load up on Gurley. I think that's one of the players that I will just go all out for. Uh, I think yep. he'll be in most of my lineups. Um, yeah, there's some other players that I'm looking at that are going to be in most of my lineups as well. Um, Sony Michelle, he looks like he is definitely the lead dog now in New England. They look like they're completely comfortable relying on him yeah. and trying to run out the game, even though they did, they yeah, did that yeah, we talk not about, successfully last week. Yeah, but. and we talk about Gordon and stuff being in that offense, but having... Having to defend an actual decent runner of the football helps that Patriots offense so much, and Sony does that. Um, he's still like 12, 13 bucks out there for offensive rookie of the year. If he comes home strong and, and scores a lot of touchdowns in this Patriots offense, I don't know. He feels like he could he could steal it away from some players. Yeah, I think at the same time, there are running backs on that um, team that I still think you know are just as talented as Sony Michelle. I just think you know he's. I don't know. He's had a little bit of luck lately, but at the same time, I, I don't think, know. He does. Look I think good. as a pure runner, though, I think he's better than James White. But oh yeah, James I, White as a receiver. James White is White's elite. Definitely like uh, Dion Lewis, yep. like esque. Yep. Uh, other running backs. I like David Johnson tomorrow um, against or today. If you're listening, um, please set your lineup before the start of the game. Um, but yeah, I think this is the best kind of spot for Johnson all season. Um, you finally have a tight sort of point spread game here where they're favored or, or plus one. Um, yeah, and I think he's had sort of 20 touches in each of his past three games and Denver have been really bad against the run the last few weeks, um, giving up big big yardage to Todd Gurley and uh, Kareem Hunt. 
Um, so I do think David Johnson's going to have a, a good spot for him against this leaky Broncos defense. Um, I like Tariq Cohen. Um, I feel like the Bears' offense is so much better with him on the field, and the Pats have really struggled against sort of pass-catching backs. Uh, Neheim Hines and Kareem Hunt the last two weeks have been really, really good against the Pats in terms of yardage. Um, and even without the price, just looking at from a pure matchup pers- pers- uh, perspective, uh, I like Peyton Barber against Cleveland. Um, Cleveland are, are pretty bad against the run despite uh, having a solid defense. Um, so I do think Peyton Barber showed that he can be pretty good and he was great last week. So the the Browns are 24th against the rush in DVOA. So I like that so much better now, knowing that it's 5,000 <laughs> at draft stars. And I do like the matchup, the running backs in the Detroit Lions-Dolphins uh, game. And, and uh, Daryl's already touched on that in terms of carry-on. Um, Johnson and Kenyon Drake. Uh, all right, looking at the wide receivers, obviously there's some stacking options out there, Daryl. But is there any other wide receivers that you'll play you know, alone as well? Um, so continuing the 5K, Curse is 5K at draft stars. Um, there's also some good value. I think Chester Rogers, Amendola's another 5K selection. Um, and Marquis Goodwin's also a bit of value. Um, if you're playing up, we think, I think Thielen is the best option at 17,600-ish, followed by Tariq Hill. Um, Julio Jones is also up there, as is AJ Green. Um, Odell Beckham, I think, is one that you might want to have in a couple of lineups. Um, he's pricey, but I think he's potentially a decent play. This is the week. Um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and then Moneyball side. Um, Moneyball, Tyreek Hill, Julio, um, Landry, Thielen, Goodwin. Yep. Um, and yeah, Julio's the best premium there. Oh, um, AJ Green's the other one I consider. Yeah, uh, touching on Jermaine Curse, Quincy and Nunwar is out for the Jets as well. So Curse is going to be that sort of underneath guy. We've, you've got Robbie Anderson, as, obviously, as the big play threat. Um, so even like even if he was a little bit more expensive than that, he could still be considered a good play if you expect the... Jets to kind of be down against the Vikings and, and throwing the ball late. Um, so that's definitely interesting that he's there at 5,000. Uh, Josh, who do you like as well? Um, I like Curse. Oh, there you go. Uh, there you go. Um, I like Robert Woods. Um, kind of similar thing to Curse. I like the fact, I don't like the fact that Cooper Cup is exactly. hurt, but yep. that plays into Robert Woods' hands. Um, I think. Literally. Yeah, literally <laughs> plays into his hands. That was great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I also like John Brown against the Saints this week. I think that could be Same. one way for them Bridge. to exploit that. And Thielen... Yeah, he's, the, our, he's our lock of the week. No, our tight end is the lock of the week. Okay. Um, oh, wow. Thielen, We've all got this Thielen is just on sheer targets. I think maybe if Minnesota spread the ball around, they might have more success as a team. But for a player, if they're just they're just... Cousins only has eyes for Thielen, which... Oh, I don't blame him. He's a stud. <laughs> Seriously, though, uh, Thielen, uh, this is what the Jets have allowed to uh, opposing wideouts uh, this season. Uh, where are we? So, uh, 8 for 100 and a touchdown, 8 for 81 and a touchdown, 9 for 122, 11 for 142, 11 for 126 and a touchdown, 7 for 86 and a touchdown. So... He's on target to smash the targets record and yeah. smash the receptions record. Yeah, mm-hmm. poor Keenan Allen. It's going to be gone. Yeah. Um, and the Jets are allowing 109.5 yards per game to wide receivers running routes in the slot. Now, he doesn't always line up in the slot, but he does a lot. So I do think Adam Thielen, uh, given that we've all mentioned him, we're going to have a couple of locks, I think, here in the pod, but he's definitely going to be a lock of the week here for uh, the NFL DFS from Down Under podcast. Can find a lock 
at, at least in one podcast every Wednesday. Um, unfortunately, not as much success on the punt return um, in finding one. Please check that out and have a listen. Um, but yeah, I'm with you on John Brown. Um, I do think he's had a great season. He's really helped the Ravens' offense. Um, he leads the league in targets on throws 15 yards or further down the field. And despite um, having a bye, the Saints have allowed the second most passing yards on those type of throws this season. I like your guy Alshon Jeffrey, Josh. Think since he's been back, he's had um, eight receptions in two of three games. And I do think he has a... Uh, a good matchup here against Carolina. And I like Taylor Gabriel. I think uh, the Bears, if they're going to try and use him similar to Tyreek Hill, uh, he's kind of like a uh, a really poor version of Tyreek Hill. Taylor Gabriel had a big game last week. Um, it all just depends on Trubisky's accuracy and whatnot. But I do think he has a pretty solid matchup against New England as well. Uh, Josh, you mentioned our tight end's going to be a lock of the week. Kick us off. Um, yeah, well, I only put one down. Yep. So, David Njoku. Okay. Just just all in? You agree? Yeah, chips in on Njoku this week. Um, I think he's going to be my stack with uh, Baker Mayfield. So, uh, Njoku in Mayfield's three starts. In week four, he led the team in catches. Week five, led the team in targets. Week six, led the team in catches and targets. And the Bucks defense allows a league high in points per game and yards per play. Um, those... Uh, First uh, three stats. Oh, screams uh, horrible, doesn't it? I, uh, yeah. <laughs> Courtesy of Evan Silver of Roto World, obviously. Yeah, I like Njoku, and I think the model does as well, Daryl. Yeah, so Njoku's our kind of best pick at Draft Stars. I'm wondering where you're going to spend all your money at Draft Stars this week. You've got Osweiler 5K, Barba 5K, Curse 5K, Amendola 5K, Njoku 8.6K. You have to find something to spend it on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's sort of the standard option there. Reed and Kittle kind of next in line, and then there's a gap to Ertz and Ebron. Um, on the Moneyball side, um, Kelsey, just for the virtue of going for someone different, although Njoku is also viable at Moneyball. Um, Ertz, Kittle, Gronkowski next in line. Yeah, just load up on, um, uh, apart from obviously Curse, but just Thielen, Julio, OBJ. Um, yeah, I, man, Drastar is going to be fun to play this week. Um, hope, hopefully, no no one listens this week to the pod, and we just we all clean oh, up. God, <laughs> but also listen to the pod and tell your friends, please. Um, the more <laughs> listeners we get, the better. Um, and if you want, please leave us an iTunes review. We'd really appreciate it. We haven't done that this year. Ask people for iTunes. No, nah, we don't push that. Um, yeah, all we good. Just trust, uh, in the, trust in the listeners. <laughs> yeah. Um, Andy Dalton's one of my quarterbacks. I also going to go with a sort of a tight end uh, quarterback stack. I'm going to kind of go lean those ways that way this week. CJ Usama. Um, he's ranked fourth among tight ends in wow. routes run, um, and, and he's ranked fourth amongst tight ends in air yards, number eight in snaps, and number eight in targets um, last week. So I do think he's going to be used a lot. And the Chiefs, uh, yeah, they're 27th in DVOA against the tight end position. So I do think that's going to be a high-scoring affair. Um, so I like a Dalton-Usama stack. It'll give you some cash to splurge. Elsewhere on some of those high-option uh, players that we talked about, Adam Thielen, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott. I think you can get a nice, well-rounded team there. Um, Daryl, um, please give us a 10-minute uh, speech on fantasy defenses this week. <laughs> You've been reading my notes in this sheet. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So for the uh, people not with, with the Excel sheet in front of you, I just wrote, I refuse to comment on defenses. <laughs> yep. We've... What have I got? We've got Chiefs, Falcons, Rams, Jags as kind of four potential plays. Um, yeah. That's Otherwise, true. 
defense is fairly similar. That's strange that the Chiefs and Falcons come up, given that they're kind of the higher total games and that the other their opponents have uh, a higher uh, expected total than other defenses and are both kind of low on like yardage records and, and rankings and, and whatnot. Um, is that because... Obviously, it links to Stats Insider um, a little bit on what you're you're expecting to happen. We've talked about this on the show, but um, in previous episodes. But does that happen quite frequently? And are you always a little bit worried when those type of defenses come up, or are you just always just trusting hashtag trust the model? <laughs> um, I'll, I mean, I play them. I tend to um, spread defenses generally. I'll rarely have the same defense more than one or two, more than two lineups really. Um, those we talked about this a bit last year as well, right? In terms of there's other ways that defenses can score, um, so not just being kind of the points against. And I think sometimes that's part of what's in the model as well. Um, and I mention them here as well because I think sometimes they're going to have lower ownership, and if they've got opportunities to score, and we think they're going to be perhaps lower than expected totals from the Stats Insider side, side they could still be decent plays. Okay, there we go. Uh, defense, Josh. Um, I've just put the Colts down. I think they might be able to have success. We don't know what the Buffalo's quarterback situation will look like in the game. So I just think that's... I mean, we're throwing darts at defense. So I like that. Yep. Um, as opposed to Nathan Peterman, who can't throw darts yep. at all. Or Derek Anderson for that point. Yeah, I wrote Colts, um, and my reason is Derek Anderson. Um, I feel like just play against the, the Bills. Um, if you're looking at like historically bad um, defenses, Buffalo rank third in defensive DVOA, yet they still rank... In overall DVOA, 20% lower than the 31st ranked team. That's how bad their defense, their offensive DVOA is. Oh, sorry, I looked that I looked that up wrong. They're sorry, 10% lower than Arizona in total DVOA, but their defense offensive DVOA is minus 53.4%, which is um, one of the worst offenses, if not the worst offense, through six weeks ever, um, which is unbelievably bad. So um, yeah, I guess the odds are in your favor there, but although also you can also they can't possibly keep being that bad, can they? Surely not. Surely not. Uh, all right, any other defenses? Or no. Yeah, throw darts, throw darts. Uh, all right, I think uh, I think that's it. I think week seven's relatively straightforward, um, especially when there's a massive rort on draft stars um, <laughs> that you can take advantage of. Um, but, yeah, if you're not going to take advantage of it, um, good luck um, because, yeah, you're getting insane dollar per point value on the cruncher. Um, Daryl, you mentioned uh, the the special at Stats Insider on the punt return. Do you want to reiterate that for our viewers and, and just fill them in on on the Fantasy Insider, a uh, Fantasy Cruncher lineup cruncher? Sorry, uh, there's a lot of things going on in my mind right now. But obviously, NBA DFS kicking off. It's a perfect time to to check out the lineup cruncher and get involved. Yeah, lots of things going on in my head. Too. Um, yeah, Fantasy Insider. So thirty nine ninety five for access to the lineup cruncher. Um, you get you get you get NFL, you get NBA, you'll get new sports as and when they're added. We're working on some cool new stuff for the lineup cruncher, so hopefully see some of that over the coming weeks. Um, and then on Stats Insider, um, you can currently get a five day free trial. Um, we've launched in the last week um, horse racing, um, NBA, and A League, which will start tomorrow. Um, so I think we've got I forget exactly what it is six or seven sports running now. So something like 160 games a week for your roughly $10 a week. So, yeah, good value. Yes. Yeah, you've got uh, plenty of yeah NBA, NFL, college football, soccer, which includes the Premier League and La Liga, and now will be A-League as well, and then yep. obviously racing now as well. Um, so plenty of stuff on there. Our uh, betting preview is up 
on Stats Insider. So if you check that out, um, you can find that on our social media, um, Facebook, Twitter, um, not LinkedIn. Um, sorry. Sorry, guys. Um, but, yeah, apart from that, all good. All good. All good. Um, you can follow us on Twitter uh, at Woot and Why. You can follow Daryl on Twitter at DP Woodford and then obviously at Fantasy Insider and at Stats Insider. Um, good luck to everybody playing this week. Uh, Adam Thielen and uh, David Njoku, the uh, NFL DFS podcast in. locks of the week. Uh, Daryl, enjoy your week and uh, enjoy the, the first week of NBA and we'll, we'll talk next week. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, yeah. Looking forward to a few days of good sporting action, so it should be good fun. Should be good fun. Josh, see you next week. See ya. See you, everyone.